Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. Any good team has to be made up, obviously, of people with complementary skills. I've learned more about that in recent years. This whole idea that, you know, some people in a team have vision and some people have the real practical skills to make those visions happen. I'm somebody who sometimes has pretty good ideas, but I'm not that great at making the ideas happen. I don't necessarily have the practical skills or wisdom to transform or to make those ideas into reality. There are lots of interesting tools out there to help teams understand the individuals within the teams better, which many people have done, of course, Myers-Briggs and so on. We've actually been working in our team with the Enneagram, which is a nine-character personality profile. It's got a lot of deep uh, and quite spiritual wisdom attached to it, actually. But it's fascinating to find out how different we are from each other in those personality types and how if we understand those complementary ways that we can be with each other better, we can be much more effective, obviously. I'm a f- number four, if that means anything to anybody, on the Enneagram, which is the intensive creative. The creative is obviously someone who, as I've said, can generate ideas, but is is challenged. I'm challenged sometimes in, in practical ways. As we read the last two parashiyot, the last two sections of Sefer Shemot, the book of Exodus, and end that book, it's very interesting that we, we see the vision, really, the vision of this Mishkan, of this sanctuary, becoming reality. The project is is changed from being theoretical to, to real, and it's actually built and it's completed at the end of the book of Exodus, the Mishkan is complete. And we have been introduced already in last week's Parsha to Betzalel, who is going to be the chief architect and builder. Betzalel, Ben Uri, Ben Chor, Lemate Yehuda. Betzalel, the son of Uri, who is the son of Chor, from the tribe of Judah. And it's interesting that in last week's Parsha, Kitisa, uh, God says to Moses, um, I have called by name Betzalel, and his name, interestingly, and we see this Midrash echoed later on, is El in, in God's shadow. But, but God says, I've, I've filled this person, this Betzalel, with Ruach Elohim, with the Spirit of God, and I've given him these three types of wisdom, Chochmah, Tfuna, and Da'at. Wisdom is such an interesting concept. We think of wisdom sometimes in Western societies, I think, as being sort of academic wisdom. We equate wisdom with knowledge, the idea that I'm wise if I know stuff. But wisdom, I think from a Jewish point of view, is is quite different. 
Chokhmah, Chokhmah wisdom is different to Tfuna and is different to Dad. In fact, um, Rashi makes important distinctions in those in those three in those three words. He says that Chokhmah, uh, Chokhmah is the kind of wisdom that we we learn we learn from others or we we hear what other people say in the world and we integrate it and and and, and learn it and tfuna is um the ability to discern discern between different things between different ideas and concepts and make that discernment actually tfuna has the same root as bina which is like about distinguishing between things and then Da'at is Ruach HaKodesh, according to Rashi. Da'at is, is um, actually divine spirit, so to speak. So there's a type of wisdom that we learn. There's a type of wisdom that we intuit and intuit, you know, for ourselves. And then there's, there's a type of wisdom that's actually coming from some kind of higher source, divine source. Um, but Salel somehow has all of those. But now if we... We jump forward to, to, to this week's Parsha where, as I said, the, the work is being completed. And it's so extraordinary that the, the, the dedication and the enthusiasm with which the whole community is, is showing up, women and men, different types of artists and, and the princes of the tribes, all bringing um, and all creating and co-creating. And at a certain point, Moshe has to say, okay, we got enough. It's enough. Which for any of us who are involved in the complicated work of, of community in the nonprofit sector, the idea that we would have voluntary contributions that we'd have to turn away is <laughs> kind of absurd because it's not the world we live in. But here somehow when we're building this Mishkan, there is an abundance an abundance of wealth and participation. So now we have this interesting process where the where the where the building is is happening. And we hear again but Salel mentioned by name and it says Uvatsal ben Uri ven Khuri Lamata Yehuda Asaid Kolashet Sivah Shemet Moshe. But Salel did everything that God commanded to Moshe. Rashi quotes this really fascinating midrash, which is saying that actually, but Salel didn't seem to do exactly what Moshe had perceived to happen or to be commanded anyway. The instruction, as as Moshe heard it and tried to instruct it to but Salel, this idea that that Moses is somehow being shown the vision of this Mishkan and then communicating it to Betzalel, who's the architect and builder. And actually the Mithrash says that um, that Betzalel um, challenges Moshe because it seems like Moshe is focused very much on the Kalim, which are the vessels, the instruments of service, which is going to be the, the ritual that happens within this holy space before the space itself. So he's talking about the menorah and the shulchan, the table, and all of these objects, these sacred objects, as constructing them first and then building the house around them. But, but Salel says, no, it has to be the other way around. 
And he says, according to the Midrash, but Salah says to Moshe, Min Hagaolam, it's the, the way of the world, the custom of the world, first to build a house and afterwards to put the furniture in it, not to make the furniture and then build the house around the furniture. And there's something so powerful about this Midrash because there's this idea of precision all the way through. We have been talking over and over again about the precise detail of every single aspect of this construction project. And it's, you know, everything, ka'asher, ka'asher, just as God commanded Moshe, just as God commanded Moshe. But actually, when it comes to the building, it's not just as God commanded Moshe. There's a sense of interpretation that has to happen. And and one of the ways of, of under, understanding this is about seeing the difference in Moshe and Batsalel, the difference between the the visionary, the holder of the the ritual space that this is going to be, even though it's actually Moshe's brother Aaron and, and his sons who are going to be the the leaders of the ritual. Still Moshe has that vision in mind of of how we bring godliness into the world through ritual. And Batsalel has this sense of design, he, and he's described, as we've said, as, as having Ruach Elohim, of having divine spirit, but he's seeing that in a, in a very practical way. So while he's the, he's the builder, Moshe is the, the visionary. I read a nice Devar Torah on this, a nice um, teaching this week from, from Dina Weiss of um, Machon Hadar, who's talking about this, this Rashi, about this, this Midrash. And say they both both of those roles are really, really important. You know, there's a re a reframing that Batsalel has to do to to make the house before making the furniture because of a, a functionality and, and, and practicality. There has to be a structure first. But understanding that <laughs> the Kalim are the, the, the theological center, but Batsalel wanted to to, to see first a, a, a container for those objects rather than the objects first. And so what Dina Weiss says is, while Moshe is correct theoretically, but Salel is correct practically. But Salel needs Moshe to bring him the design, to tell him what needs to be done, and to set the priorities for him. While Moshe needs but Salel to tell him how to move those ideals into reality, how to build his dreams on the ground. These two orientations, says Dina Weiss, need to work in conversation with one another. The real and the ideal both need to be considered. The balance between them always needs to be calibrated so that our world can work well and can work according to higher principles and values. It's true. Whatever world we're in, that's so true. We have to have, we have, to have the people with, with vision and creativity and ideas, and we have to have the people with the practical experience and knowledge and wisdom to make those ideas happen in the world. And so I, I feel as this project comes to a close, it's a, it's a sort of an acknowledgement. It's an acknowledgement of, of the power of working together and the power of rather than seeing ourselves in competition or getting into that place of, of sort of jealousy or professional um, kind of competition where we, we say, oh, you know, that person's so much more creative than me or that person's got better ideas than I have or that person's so much more practical. We need each other in those ways. We need to recognize that we all have 
different skills and different gifts and they're all valuable and without the without the detail orientated people those of us who feel we might be visionaries are sort of left just um, generating ideas that just float up into the ether and people with lots of practical knowledge perhaps need those visionaries to to help them focus on on something else and so as um, Dina Weiss concludes her devatora she says she says if you are a Moshe find a Batsalel who will help your ideas become a reality and if you're a Batsalel find a Moshe to inspire you to dream big and beyond only God she says can create heaven and earth simultaneously and alone we human beings need to work together we human beings need to work together so we need to recognize that whatever our professional or educational or even our family dynamics might be whatever the structures of those situations that we find ourselves in are to understand how we can better be teams how to understand the not understanding different personalities as sources of conflict but sources of collaboration to get the complementary skills so that we can all in the various ways in which our lives are manifest in this physical world that we can can bring down the different levels of wisdom that we can have chokhmah and tfunah and da'at that we can have learned wisdom intuited knowledge and and a kind of more holy type of of wisdom and bring them into into harmony into this world so that we can uh, like the end at the end of this book of exodus we can we can complete that space and in completing that space we we create a space for for the ultimate presence in this world and as we end this book as we do when we end every book of the torah we we say chazak chazak venit chazek which is that call that reminds us of the importance of of generating a sense of of strength and courage as we make the transition between between one book and the next book and we say chazak chazak venit chazek and so may we be strengthened to do the work that we do knowing that we can't do it alone and that we need to find ourselves in teams where people have skills that complement our skills so that we can be so much more effective working together thank you for listening to a dash and rush we will see you next time